वेलकम टू द मैराथन सीजन ऑफ नीटेबल एम डी एस की पाठशाला पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट डॉक्टर एंड यू आर अटेबल ट्यून इन फॉर न्यू एपिसोड एवरी डे टिल द नीट एम डी एस ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी टू एग्जाम इन दिस एपिसोड विल बी कवरिंग द चेस्ट एंड द थोरासिक रीजन इन फिजियोलॉजी एंड जनरल मेडिसिन सो लेट स्टार्ट विद द रेस्पिरेटरी सिस्टम फिजियोलॉजी एंड मेडिसिन First of all I'll be telling you about some lung volumes. The first one is tidal volume. It is the volume of air breathed in and out of the lungs in a single normal quiet respiration. The normal value of tidal volume is 500 ml. Second is the inspiratory reserve volume IRV. It is the additional amount of air that can be inspired after the end of normal inspiration over that of tidal volume. The normal value of IRV is 3300 ml. third is the expiratory reserve volume it is the additional amount of air that can be expired out forcefully after normal expiration the normal value of erv is 1000 ml and fourth is the residual volume it is the amount of air remaining in the lungs after a forced expiration the normal value is 1200 ml that was about lung volumes moving to lung capacities first one is inspiratory capacity The maximum volume of air that can be inspired from the end of expiration is IC which is equal to tidal volume plus inspiratory reserve volume which is equal to 500 plus 3300 which equals 3800 ml. Second is the vital capacity VC. It is the maximum amount of air that can be expelled out forcefully after a maximal that is deep inspiration. VC is equal to IRV plus TV plus ERV. which will equal 3300 ml plus 500 ml plus 1100 ml which equals 4800 ml so 4800 ml is the vital capacity next is the functional residual capacity it is the volume of air remaining in the lungs after normal expiration it is equal to erv plus rv that is 1000 plus 1200 equaling 2200 ml and finally the total lung capacity it is the amount of air present in the lungs after a maximal that is deep inspiration and this includes all the volumes that is irv plus tv plus erv plus rv so that will be 3300 plus 500 plus 1000 plus 1200 equal to 6000 ml which is the total lung capacity now i'll tell you some of the disorders of respiration the first one is apnea it is temporary cessation of breathing that is temporary stoppage of breathing Second is hypercapnia which means increased carbon dioxide content of blood. Third is hypoxia which means reduced availability of oxygen to the cells of the body. Fourth is asphyxia. It is characterized by combination of hypoxia and hypercapnia due to obstruction of air passage. Then fifth is dyspnea which is also called as air hunger. It means the difficulty in breathing. It is also defined as a consciousness of necessity for increased respiratory effort. Dyspnea will be seen in conditions like pneumonia, pulmonary edema, poliomyelitis, respiratory disorders like asthma and pneumothorax, cardiac disorders like left ventricular failure, decompensated mitral stenosis, and in metabolic disorders like diabetic acidosis, uremia, etc. The sixth disorder is cyanosis. It is characterized by bluish discoloration of skin and mucous membrane due to presence of large amount of reduced hemoglobin in the blood. 
the hemoglobin should be reduced to at least 5 to 7 gram percent in the blood to cause cyanosis the next disorder is tachypnea it is rapid and shallow breathing without increase in the depth then hypernia it means increase in rate as well as depth of breathing then comes orthopnea which is type of dyspnea which occurs even during rest and is exaggerated when the patient lies down it is usually seen in severe congestive cardiac failure the next disorder is small breathing it is increase in rate and the depth of respiration it is characteristically seen in diabetic ketoacidosis and anemia the next type of breathing is kind strokes breathing it is most common type of periodic breathing and it is characterized by initial rapid and deep respiration followed by complete cessation of respiration the duration of such a cycle is 1 minute this type of breathing can be seen in some physiological conditions such as during sleep high altitude in newborn babies and after severe muscular exercise and it can be seen in some pathological conditions such as narcotic poisoning uremic conditions cardiac failure and increased intracranial pressure now solve some questions the first one is during inspiration when the diaphragm contracts the intrapleural pressure will become more negative positive or less negative the correct answer is more negative next question the type of hypoxia present in high altitudes is anemic hypoxia hypoxic hypoxia or stagnant hypoxia the correct answer is hypoxic hypoxia the next important question is oxygen dissociation curve will shift to the right in the following conditions except is it a due to rise in temperature b rise in carbon dioxide tension or c rise in ph or d rise in h plus ion the correct answer is c that is rise in ph so a shift to left indicates acceptance of oxygen by hemoglobin and shift to right indicates dissociation so in the question you are asked about oxygen dissociation curve so factors that favor shift to right are decreased partial pressure of oxygen increased partial pressure of co2 which is also called as bohr effect increase in h plus concentration that is decreased ph excess of 2 3 dpg and increased body temperature next in hypoxia the oxygen affinity will increase or decrease the correct answer is decrease some conditions that increase oxygen affinity are alkalosis increased fetal hemoglobin and hypothermia next question at high altitudes will there be an increase or decrease in the partial pressure of co2 the correct answer is there will be an decrease in the partial pressure of co2 next what is the quantity of water lost in expired air in every 24 hours the correct answer is 400 ml so water loss per day through lungs is about 400 ml through skin it is 600 to 1000 ml per day through feces it is 60 to 150 ml per day and through urine it is 1500 ml per day next the inability to exchange of oxygen through lung tissue is known as is it anoxic anoxia ischemic hypoxia or histotoxic hypoxia the correct answer is it is histotoxic hypoxia then circulatory shock is an example of which kind of hypoxia the correct answer is stagnant hypoxia next question what is the pulmonary surfactant the answer is dipalmitol phosphatidylcholine so type 2 pneumocytes they produce surfactant which is a mixture of phospholipids the major phospholipids present in surfactant is dipalmitol phosphatidylcholine dppc the ions present in surfactant are calcium ions 
and surfactant acts to reduce the surface tension and counteracts the tendency of alveoli to collapse. Next, in bronchial asthma, why will glucocorticoids be given? The correct answer is they will reduce the airway inflammation. Next question, the best single laboratory aid in diagnosis of tuberculosis is, is it chest x-ray or sputum examination? The correct answer is sputum examination. Then what is the drug of choice for pneumocystis carini pneumonia? The correct answer is go try moxazole. Next, which is the most common neoplasm of lung? Is it squamous cell carcinoma or alveolar cell carcinoma? The correct answer is squamous cell carcinoma. Another related question is, which carcinoma will produce atopic ACTH? The correct answer is carcinoma lung. Next, non-caseating granuloma with bilateral hilar lymphadenopathy is a feature of which disease? The answer is sarcoidosis. Next question, bovine cuff is characteristic of which of the following? A. Acute epiglottis B. Chronic bronchitis or C. Laryngeal paralysis the correct answer is C, that is laryngeal paralysis. Next, the commonest type of lung carcinoma in non-smokers is, is it squamous cell carcinoma or adenocarcinoma? The correct answer is, it is adenocarcinoma. Otherwise, the most common carcinoma is squamous cell carcinoma, but in non-smokers, the most common is adenocarcinoma. Next, which is the most common source of pulmonary emboli? The correct answer is thrombosis of the pelvic or femoral veins because tendency to embolize is higher in pelvic or femoral veins which are the large veins of leg. Next question, raised partial pressure of CO2 will manifest as respiratory acidosis or respiratory alkalosis. The correct answer is respiratory acidosis. Next, in bronchial asthma, which of the following will increase? A. Leukotrienes B. Prostaglandins or C. Thromboxin The correct answer is A. Leukotrienes Next question Tell whether the statement is true or false Residual volume can be measured by a simple spirometer The answer is the statement is false Spirometer that is simple spirometer can measure vital capacity, tidal volume and forced vital capacity but not residual volume Next question On auscultation the finding ronchi refers to what? Ronchi means wheezing sounds during both inspiration and expiration. Next, on percussion of lungs, stony dull note is a characteristic of which lung disorder? The answer is pleural effusion. Next question, in which of the following conditions breath sounds will be absent? Is it A. Bronchial asthma, B. Pneumothorax, C. Emphysema, or D. Pneumonia? Correct answer is pneumothorax. Another related question is silent chest. Silent chest is seen in which condition? In very severe asthma, you can find silent chest. Next, if I tell you a patient is suffering from purulent sputum, cuff and clubbing of fingers, what is the disease that comes to your mind the patient would be suffering from? The answer is bronchiectasis. Next, barrel chest is a characteristic feature of which disease? The answer is chronic bronchitis. Next, again a case-based question. A patient presents with the following parameters. CO2 is 30 mm of Hg. PO2 is 105 mm of Hg. 
pH is 7.45 and bicarbonate is 16 milliequivalents per liter. These features will correctly describe which compensatory mechanism. Is it metabolic acidosis or metabolic alkalosis? The correct answer is metabolic acidosis. Next question. Tell whether the statement is true or false. For pulmonary embolism, the diagnostic technique which is most specific is pulmonary angiography. The answer is the statement is true. Next, there is a peculiar signet ring appearance on CT scan which is seen in which condition? The answer is bronchiectasis. So in bronchiectasis, which is basically irreversible airway dilation, the chest CT is more specific to diagnose bronchiectasis and the CT findings of bronchiectasis will include airway dilation which is detected by parallel tram tracks or it is also called as sinet ring sign that is a cross-sectional area of the airway with a diameter at least 1.5 times greater than that of the adjacent vessel. Other findings will be there will be lack of bronchial tapering, bronchial wall thickening will be there in the dilated airways and incipicated that is thickened secretions will be there seen as a tree and bud pattern. Next question, to detect secondaries in lungs, which is the ideal method of screening? Is it CT scan, chest x-ray or MRI? The correct answer is CT scan. Next question, an occupational disease of lung which is caused by inhalation of sugar cane dust is called as, it is bagasosis. So there are various lung occupational disorders that I'll be listing out now. There are some organic dusts such as inhalation of cotton dust can lead to bisinosis. Inhalation of sugarcane dust can lead to bagasosis. Inhalation of moldy hay can lead to farmer's lung. Then avian excreta and proteins and feathers can lead to bird fancier's lung. And then there are some inorganic dusts such as coal dust which leads to anthracosis which is also called as coal workers pneumocoliosis. Then silica inhalation can lead to silicosis, asbestos related diseases asbestosis. Then iron oxide leads to siderosis, tin oxide leads to stenosis and beryllium leads to berylliosis. Let's go through the chapter cardiovascular system. Let's get started. I'll be going through the synopsis and important points that can be asked as MCQs. The first and the foremost important thing is the heart sounds. So there are four types of heart sounds, first, second, third and fourth heart sounds denoted as S1, S2, S3 and S4. So let's learn about first heart sound that is S1. It will be heard at the onset of systole through the mechanism closure of mitral and tricuspid walls. So when the mitral and tricuspid walls will close that is on the onset of systole, S1 or first heart sound will be heard. Now there can be some abnormalities affecting the first heart sound. The first heart sound will be slow in mitral regurgitation and heart failure and it will be heard as loud sound in anemia, pregnancy, thyrotoxicosis and mitral stenosis. I hope that's clear. Moving to second heart sound or S2, it is heard at the end of systole due to closure of aortic and pulmonary walls. And the abnormalities in second heart sound can be there can be a fixed white splitting due to atrial septal defect 
and there can be a variable splitting due to right bundle branch block or left bundle branch block. Moving to the third heart sound that is S3, it is heard during early diastole just after S2. It is because of ventricular wall due to abrupt cessation of rapid filling. So it will be heard at the early diastole just after S2. Now there can be pathological abnormalities affecting this third heart sound in heart failure and mitral regurgitation. Coming to fourth heart sound or S4, it is heard at the end of diastole just before S1 and it is of ventricular origin. Abnormalities include S4 can be absent in atrial fibrillation and it can be present in left ventricular hypertrophy. Now coming to cardiovascular diseases, under that we will be learning about the valvular diseases. I will be telling you the symptoms, signs and the pathophysiology behind each one. The first one is mitral stenosis. The symptoms include dyspnea, edema, ascites that is in right heart failure, palpitations due to atrial fibrillation, hemoptysis due to pulmonary congestion, chest pain due to pulmonary hypertension and stroke. So these are the symptoms of mitral stenosis. The signs will include atrial fibrillation, mitral facies including auscultation, loud first heart sound, opening snap, mid-diastolic murmur. So what is the pathophysiology behind mitral stenosis? It is mostly of rheumatic origin. Due to mitral valve stenosis, the blood from the left atrium to left ventricle is restricted and left atrial pressure rises, that is atrial fibrillation will occur, leading to elevated pulmonary venous and capillary pressure with resultant increase in right ventricular afterload and right ventricular hypertrophy and failure. The left ventricular diastolic pressure is normal in isolated mitral stenosis. Moving to the next valvular disease, it is mitral regurgitation or mitral incompetence. The symptoms will include dyspnea due to pulmonary venous congestion, fatigue due to low cardiac output and edema and ascites due to right heart failure. The signs will include atrial fibrillation, displaced hyperdynamic apex beat, apical pansystolic murmur radiating to the axilla, and signs of venous pulmonary congestion such as crepitations and pulmonary edema, and there will be pulmonary hypertension and right heart failure. So these are the signs and symptoms of mitral regurgitation. Now what is the pathophysiology behind this? So rheumatic heart disease, endocarditis and myocardial infarction are the most common causes of mitral regurgitation and it is also a common feature of Marfan syndrome. There is dilation of left atrium and ventricle and mitral regurgitation causes dilatation of left atrium, pulmonary venous and capillary congestion with resultant increase in right ventricular afterload and right heart failure. There is also left ventricular dilatation and the apex bead is displaced to the left as a result of it. So that was about mitral regurgitation or mitral incompetence. Moving on to the next disease that is aortic stenosis or AS. So the symptoms of AS will be dyspnea, angina and syncope death. The signs of AS will be ejection systolic murmur, slow rising carotid pulse, 
and thrusting apex beat due to left ventricular pressure overload. What is the pathophysiology behind AS? So sudden death is seen in aortic stenosis. Blood does not enter the aorta due to AS and the left ventricle becomes hypertrophied. Coronary blood flow is inadequate and the patients may develop angina and syncope. Eventually, the left ventricle can no longer overcome the outflow obstruction and pulmonary edema ensues. The next valvular disease is aortic regurgitation or AR. The symptoms include awareness of heartbeat, palpitations, angina and breathlessness. And the signs will be there are some characteristic murmurs and characteristic pulses seen in aortic regurgitation. The murmurs that are heard are early diastolic murmur, Austin Flint murmur and systolic murmur. The characteristic pulses are collapsing pulse and bounding peripheral pulses. Apart from that, there will be femoral brui that is piston shot also called as durosis sign. Then there will be head nodding with pulse which is called as demoset sign. There will be displaced apex beat, fourth heart sound will be heard, pulmonary venous congestion, protruded forehead which is called as lighthouse sign, pulsations of ovule which is called as Miller sign, dancing carotids will be there and lower limb systole more than 20 which is called as hill sign. So these are some important signs that will be seen in aortic regurgitation which you need to pay attention to. Coming to the pathophysiology of AR, the aorta dilates, the left ventricle also dilates and hypertrophies to compensate for the regurgitation. The stroke output of the left ventricle is doubled or tripled and this leads to awareness of heartbeat and pulsatile major arteries. That completes aortic regurgitation. Moving to the next one, which is tricuspid stenosis, that is TS. The symptoms will be same as symptoms of aortic and mitral valve disease. The right heart failure will be there with hepatic discomfort and peripheral edema. The signs will be raised jugular venous pressure with prominent A wave and mid-diastolic murmur will be heard. The pathophysiology behind tricuspid stenosis is, it always occurs in association with mitral and aortic valve disease. There is loss of normal rapid right ventricular filling and the right heart failure may give rise to hepatomegaly, ascites and peripheral edema. That was about tricuspid stenosis. Moving to tricuspid regurgitation. The symptoms of TR will include tiredness, due to reduced forward flow, hepatic enlargement, and edema. The signs include large systolic wave in the jugular venous pressure and pan-systolic murmur will be heard. So that was about tricuspid regurgitation and with this we have completed the valvular diseases. Now I'll list down some important murmurs and when they will be heard. So broadly murmurs can be classified as systolic murmurs and diastolic murmurs. Under systolic murmurs, the first one is ejection systolic murmur, which is seen in AS, PS and AST, that is atrial septal defect. The next one is pan-systolic murmur, which is seen in MR, TR and VSD or ventricular septal defect. There will be soft blowing, high-pitched murmur, which is heard with diaphragm conducted to the axilla. It is best heard during expiration. Next comes the late systolic murmur, 
which is seen in coaptation of aorta and mitral valve prolapse coming to diastolic murmurs the first one is mid diastolic murmur which is seen in ms ts and austin flint murmur that is aortic regurgitation the character of the murmur is rough rumbling localized low pitch mid diastolic murmur in the mitral area which is best heard with the bell in left lateral position increased during expiration and exercise and last is the early diastolic murmur which is seen in ar and pr now let's go with some common occurrences in cardiovascular diseases so commonest congenital heart disease is ventricular septal defect the commonest cyanotic congenital heart disease is tetralogy of fallot the commonest cause of ms mr ar and tr is rheumatic valvulitis the commonest cause of acute rheumatic fever is beta hemolytic streptococci the commonest disease complicated by subacute bacterial endocarditis is rheumatic mitral regurgitation then rheumatic activity mostly involves mitral and aortic valves rheumatic fever is most commonly results in mitral regurgitation commonest valvular lesion following myocardial infarction is mitral regurgitation commonest cause of high output failure is chronic severe anemia then commonest complication of prosthetic valve is subacute bacterial endocarditis the valve commonly affected in infective endocarditis due to iv drug abuse is the tricuspid valve the commonest valve involved in epstein anomaly is also the tricuspid valve and let me tell you about some more coronary heart diseases the first one is heart failure which is myocardial dysfunction due to infarction or ischemia next is arrhythmia it is altered conduction due to ischemia or infarction next is sudden death which can occur due to ventricular arrhythmia asystole or massive myocardial infarction next is stable angina it occurs whenever there is an imbalance between myocardial oxygen supply and demand it is characterized by central chest pain dyspnea on exertion and it is relieved by rest the pathophysiology is that there is ischemia due to fixed atheromatous stenosis of one or more coronary arteries the next one is unstable angina it is characterized by rapidly worsening angina that is crescendo angina and angina on minimal exertion or angina at rest the pathology behind this is there is ischemia caused by dynamic obstruction of a coronary artery due to plaque rupture with superimposed thrombosis and spasm and the last disease is myocardial infarction there is prolonged cardiac pain vomiting breathlessness which are the important features of myocardial infarction the pathology behind this is myocardial necrosis caused by acute occlusion of coronary artery next i'll tell you about various types of pulses the normal pulse appears at regular intervals and has a rate between 60 to 100 per minute the normal pulse has a small anachronotic wave on the upstroke which is not felt this is followed by a big tidal or percussion wave which is felt by the palpating finger some abnormalities of pulses include 
The first one is pulses alternance. It is characterized by a strong and weak beat occurring alternatively. The causes include left ventricular failure, toxic myocarditis, and paroxysmal tachycardia. The next pulse is pulses bisferians. It is a rapid rising, twice beating pulse where both the waves are felt during systole. Here the percussion wave is felt first, followed by a small wave. The causes include aortic regurgitation and hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Next is pulses tardus, which is seen in aortic stenosis characteristically. The next one is pulses paradoxus. Normally, the systolic blood pressure falls by 3 to 10 millimeters during inspiration. When the systolic blood pressure falls more than 10 millimeter of Hg during inspiration, the pulse is called as pulses paradoxus. It is merely an exaggeration of the normal pulse. Its causes will include superior vena cava obstruction, lung conditions, asthma, emphysema, airway obstruction, cardiac conditions, pericardial effusion, constrictive pericarditis, and congestive cardiac failure. And the last topic for this episode is the waves which are seen on an electrocardiogram that is ECG waves. First one is P wave which is due to atrial depolarization. Next one is QRS complex which is due to ventricular depolarization. Next comes the T wave which is due to ventricular repolarization. Then there is a PR interval which is from onset of P wave to onset of Q wave. It is due to atrial depolarization and conduction through the AV node. Next comes the QRS duration, which is from onset of Q wave to the end of S wave. And QRS duration is due to ventricular depolarization. Then comes the QT interval, which is from onset of Q wave to the end of T wave. And this is due to electrical activity in the ventricles. And finally, it's the ST segment, which is from end of S wave to the onset of T wave. Integrated Reading of the Central Nervous System in Physiology and General Medicine. So let's get started. First and foremost, I'll be telling you about some nerve fibers and their function. Basic categorization of the nerve fibers is into A, B and C. Among A, we have A alpha, A beta, A gamma and A delta. And a point to remember is A and B nerve fibers are myelinated but C fibers are unmyelinated. So first is A alpha. It is present in motor nerves and its function is proprioceptive and it has the fastest conduction among all the nerve fibers. The second is A beta. Its function is it carries afferents for touch sensation. Then A gamma. It innervates the intrafusal muscles of the spindle and A delta. It is carrying afferents for thermal and pain responses. Then B fibers, they carry autonomic preganglionic fibers and C fibers, which are unmyelinated. They have slowest conduction. They are afferents for pain stimuli and they are the postganglionic sympathetic fibers. Okay, now time for some questions. The hunger center of brain is present where? Is it in the hypothalamus, the frontal lobe or the temporal lobe? The correct answer is A, that is hypothalamus. 
So the functions of hypothalamus are synthesis of releasing hormones, regulation of water balance, control of body temperature, center of hunger, feeding, thirst and satiety, center of emotional and sexual function and sleep and wakefulness. Next question, where is the respiratory center situated? Is it in the midbrain, spinal cord or medulla oblongata? The correct answer is it is in medulla oblongata. So the medulla oblongata will have different centers that control many vital functions such as respiratory center, vomiting center, deglutition center and nuclei of 8th, 10th, 11th and 12th cranial nerves. Next, tell me whether the statement is true or false. Unmyelinated fibers differ from myelinated fibers because they have no nodes of Ranveer. The correct answer is the statement is true. Unmyelinated fibers, they don't have any nodes of Ranveer and that is why the impulses through non-myelinated fibers is slower than for myelinated fibers. Next question. Aphasia is most likely associated with a lesion of which area? Is it the sensory area, the visual area, the primary motor area or the Broca's area? The correct answer is it is the Broca's area. So what is aphasia? It means loss of speech. What is dysarthria? It is difficulty in articulation of speech and agnosia is inability to understand the words or recognize a subject and the speech center is the Broca's area. Next question, which is the first change to occur after a nerve cut? Is it A. Axonal sprouting B. Schwann cell mitosis C. Myelin sheet degeneration or D. Nuclear disintegration the correct answer is C, that is myelin sheath degeneration. Next question, which of the following is a pain producing substance? Is it A, serotonin, B, histamine, C, substance P or D, acetylcholine? The correct answer is C, that is substance P. Next one, the resting membrane potential of a nerve fiber is A, minus 70 MV, B, minus 90 MV, C minus 55 MV or D plus 35 MV? The correct answer is A that is minus 70 millivolt. For skeletal muscle, the resting membrane potential is minus 90 millivolt. Next question What is the function of Merkel cells? Is it A chemoreceptor, B tactile sensation, C melanophage or D proprioception? The correct answer is B that is tactile sensation. So I'll list down some receptors and their associated sensations. The first one is Meissner's corpuscle. It is related with touch sensation. Then Merkel's disc is related with touch sensation again. Bassinian corpuscle is related with pressure sensation. Free nerve ending is related with pain. Crosses end bulb is related with cold sensation. And Raffini's end organ is related with warm sensation. Next question. The pathway of pain from teeth and temperature is carried by which tract? Is it the lateral spinothalamic tract or the ventral spinothalamic tract? The correct answer is it is the lateral spinothalamic tract. So I'll tell you some of the ascending tracts and their functions. The anterior spinothalamic tract is related with crude touch sensation. The lateral spinothalamic tract deals with pain and temperature sensations. Spinothalamic tract deals with subconscious kinesthetic sensations. Spinoreticular tract deals with consciousness and awareness. And spinovestibular is related with proprioception. 
Next, coming to the medicine part of the central nervous system. So tell me whether this statement is true or false. Delusions are seen in obsessive compulsive disorder. The answer is the statement is false. Delusions are basically false beliefs which cannot be corrected in spite of evidence to the contrary. And delusions will be seen in schizophrenia, depressive illness and maniac depression. However, obsessive compulsive disorder is characterized by obsessive thoughts which are recurrent, unwanted, repeated, anxiety provoking acts which relieve feelings of tension. So delusion is not associated with obsessive compulsive disorder. Next question. Cogwheel type of rigidity is seen in which of the following? Is it in multiple sclerosis, motor neuron disease or in Parkinsonism? The correct answer is it is seen in Parkinsonism. Parkinsonism is caused by depletion of the pigmented dopaminergic neurons in the substantia nigra, highline inclusions in nigral cells that is Levy bodies and atrophic changes in substantia nigra. The triad of Parkinsonism includes the first is rigidity which involves cogwheel type of rigidity in upper limbs and lead pipe type of rigidity in legs. The second in the triad is bradykinesia which is slowness in initiating or repeating movements and the third is tremor at rest. Next, what is the investigation of choice for cystic lesions of brain? Is it MRI or CT scan? The answer is CT scan. Next question, if the tongue deviates to the right side on protrusion, this could be because of Next question, which is the most common cause of intracerebral bleed? It is hypertension. Another question, the most common cause of intracranial hemorrhages? The answer is intracerebral hemorrhage. So I'll tell you about intracerebral and subarachnoid hemorrhages. For the intracerebral hemorrhage, the most common type is intracranial hemorrhage and the most common cause is hypertension causing rupture of small arteries or arterioles and the most common site for this will be putamen that is in the basal ganglia. And about the subarachnoid hemorrhage, it is the second most common cause of intracranial hemorrhage and the most common cause is spontaneous rupture of aneurysm. and the most common site of aneurysm is the anterior circulation of circle of villus. And which is the most common nerve involved in intracranial aneurysm? It is third cranial nerve. Next question, absent seizures are seen in which kind of epilepsy? Is it in grand mal epilepsy, myoclonic epilepsy or petit mal epilepsy? The answer is petit mal epilepsy. Absent seizures are synonymous with petit mal epilepsy. What is a seizure? It is basically any abnormal clinical event caused by an electric discharge in the brain while epilepsy is the tendency to have recurrent seizures. Then types of seizures. You can find partial seizures in simple partial seizures, complex partial seizures and partial seizures with secondary generalization. And the other type is primary generalized seizures whose subtypes include absent seizures also called as petitmal seizures, tonic-clonic seizures or also called as grandmal seizures, tonic, atonic and myoclonic seizures. And what is the investigation of choice to diagnose epilepsy? It is EEG. Next very commonly asked, repeatedly asked question, which is a drug of choice in treatment of trigeminal neuralgia? The answer is carbamazepine. Also what is trigeminal neuralgia also called as? It is also called as tic dolorex. Next what is the drug of choice for migraine? So the drug of choice is sumatriptan. 
Carbamazepine is also a drug of choice for which seizure? It is partial complex seizures. So the drug of choice for absent seizures or pedetomal seizures is ethosuximide or sodium valproate. The drug of choice for partial and tonic-clonic seizures that is granmal seizures is phenytoin. And the drug of choice for myoclonic seizures is piracetam. Next question, what is the mode of action of bromocryptin in Parkinsonism? So bromocryptin is a DOPA2 agonist. And what is the site of action of blocking immunoglobulin in myasthenia gravis? Is it the synapse, the cell body or the motor end plate? The answer is it is motor end plate. Next question, fungal meningitis is caused by which organism? Is it sporotrichosis, cryptococcus or actinomycetes? The answer is cryptococcus. Next question, herpes zoster mainly affects which ganglia? Is it the sympathetic ganglia, the dorsal root ganglia or the spinal cord medulla? The correct answer is dorsal root ganglion, also commonly known as geniculate ganglion. Next, what will be the characteristic CSF findings in tuberculosis meningitis? So in CSF, you will find low sugar, high protein and lymphocytosis. Next question, which is the anti-epileptic which is not associated with any congenital malformation when used in pregnant women? Is it A. Phenytoin, B. Phenobarbitone, C. Carbamazepine or D. Valproate? The correct answer is B. That is Phenobarbitone. And remember, apart from Phenobarbitone, all anti-epileptic drugs can cross the placenta and can have teratogenic effects. Phenytoin is highly teratogenic and can cause fetal hidentoin syndrome. Next question, what is the treatment for acute retrobulbar hemorrhage? So this acute retrobulbar hemorrhage is an uncommon vision-threatening complication of orbit and eyelid surgery. And the medical treatment options will include oxygen therapy, including 95% oxygen, 5% carbon dioxide, 20% IV mannitol, 500mg IV azetazolamide, then steroid, preferably hydrocortisone 100mg IV, and topical beta blockers. These are given as medical treatment for acute retrobulbar hemorrhage. Next, I'll give you a case, just diagnose what the patient is suffering from. A 19-year-old young girl with previous history of repeated pain over medial canthus and chronic use of nasal decongestants presented with abrupt onset of fever with chills and rigor, diplopia on lateral gaze, moderate proptosis and chemosis. On examination, optic disc is congested. What is the most likely diagnosis? Is it A. Cavernous sinus thrombosis, B. Orbital cellulitis, C. Acute ethmoid sinusitis or D. Orbital apex syndrome. The correct answer is A, that is cavernous sinus thrombosis. The most diagnostic criteria of cavernous sinus thrombosis is bilateral involvement or unilateral ocular or cranial nerve involvement rapidly spreading to opposite eye. Now the last question, which of the following lobes of cerebrum is related to the inferior horn of lateral ventricle? Is it A, frontal, B, parietal, C, temporal or D, occipital? The correct answer is C, that is temporal. And the temporal lobe is associated with various functions such as auditory perception, smell, balance and 
and verbal and non-verbal memory the temporal dominant lobe is associated with verbal memory and temporal non-dominant lobe is associated with non-verbal memory apart from this the frontal lobe is associated with personality behavior emotional control and language occipital lobe is associated with visual processing and parietal lobe is associated with language calculation spatial orientation and construction skills let's cover the physiology and medicine of cardiovascular system so again this will be an integrated episode where we'll be learning both about the physiology and the pathology of cardiovascular system without further ado let's start first of all i'll tell you about the heart sounds and when they are heard the first heart sound is due to closure of the atrioventricular that is mitral and tricuspid valves simultaneously it is a long soft and low pitched sound and it sounds like lub it is produced during isometric contraction and earlier part of ejection period the second heart sound is due to closure of semilunar that is pulmonary and aortic valves simultaneously it is short sharp and high pitched and it sounds like dub it is produced during the onset of diastole the third heart sound is produced during rapid filling period and it is inaudible by stethoscope the fourth heart sound is produced during atrial systole and it is also inaudible coming to the events of the cardiac cycle the first event is atrial systole here the atria contract and small amount of blood enters the ventricles the av valves are open and semilunar valves are closed the duration of atrial systole is 0.11 seconds the next stage is isometric contraction here all the valves are closed the pressure in ventricles is raised and the duration is 0.05 seconds then the next phase is ejection period here the semilunar valves are open ventricles contract and blood is ejected into aorta and the pulmonary artery this period lasts for 0.22 seconds the next is the proto diastole here the semilunar valves will be closed and the duration of this period is 0.04 seconds next comes the isometric relaxation here all the valves are closed and pressure in the ventricles is reduced the duration of this phase is 0.06 seconds and the last is rapid and slow filling here the av valves are opened ventricles relax and filling occurs and the duration is 0.3 seconds the total duration of cardiac cycle is 0.8 seconds wherein the duration of systole is 0.3 seconds and diastole is 0.5 seconds let's solve some questions first one is normally the rate of the heartbeat in a human is determined by which of the following is it a the cervical ganglion b the bundle of hills c the sinoatrial node or d the cardiac muscles correct answer is c that is the sinoatrial node sa node next question cardiac output is denoted by which of the following is it blood pressure into cardiac rate or is it heart rate into blood volume the correct answer is heart rate into blood volume next question what is starling's law of heart so starling's law explains the increase in cardiac output when the venous return is increased according to frank starling law the force of contraction depends upon diastolic period and ventricular filling 
it also depends upon preload and afterload preload is the stretching of cardiac muscle at the end of diastole and afterload is the force against which the ventricles must contract and eject the blood next question which is the fastest conducting tissue in the human heart is it av node sa node bundle of hills or purkinje fibers the correct answer is d that is purkinje fibers next under resting conditions which is the normal cardiac output is it 4.25 liters per minute or 5.25 liters per minute it is 5.25 liters per minute in the resting condition next question the stimulation of baroreceptors will result in increase or decrease in blood pressure the correct answer is decrease in blood pressure next what is the function of carotid body it measures the change in partial pressure of oxygen in the arterial blood carotid body is nothing but a baroreceptor where is the carotid body or baroreceptor located it is located at the origin of internal carotid artery next what is the velocity of conduction in the purkinje fibers it is 1 to 4 meters per second so the conduction rate of sa node is 0.05 meters per second for atrial pathway it is 1 meters per second av node it is 0.02 to 0.05 meter per second purkinje system it is 4 meter per second for bundle of hills the conduction rate is 1 meter per second and same for ventricular muscle it is 1 meter per second now i'll list down some characteristics of the cardiac muscle very important some mcqs can be asked from this area also so cardiac muscle is a striated muscle and it has z lines it has intercalated discs which maintain cell to cell cohesion and gap junctions for spread of excitation from one fiber to the other thus it acts as a syncytium it has branching but each is a complete unit surrounded by a cell membrane then it is uninucleated it is involuntary and has numerous elongated mitochondria so some basics of physiology of the cardiac system have been covered till now let's also now jump on to the medicine part of the cardiovascular system first question sudden death in a patient with an acute myocardial infarction is most commonly due to which of the following is it due to atrial fibrillation or due to ventricular fibrillation the correct answer is ventricular fibrillation next important question in which thyroid disease will you find high output cardiac failure it is thyrotoxicosis next question which auricle or ventricle is called as the waiting chamber of heart it is the right auricle so as a dentist why is it important for us to know about these cardiovascular diseases if a patient of known valvular disease requires a dental extraction what is the pre treatment prophylaxis will you give the answer is amoxicillin 3 grams will be given orally 1 hour before the dental treatment or dental extraction next question hemlisch maneuver is carried out in which of the following conditions is it in syncope airway obstruction or during cardiac arrest the correct answer is airway obstruction so if there is a foreign body or some food particle that is stuck in the airway tract or the respiratory tract then you'll perform an himlish maneuver now i'll tell you about the criteria for diagnosis of rheumatic fever again many questions are asked from this area 
so the criteria was given by jones that is why it's called as jones criteria it has major manifestations and minor manifestations the major manifestations include carditis polyarthritis which can be migratory and painful chorea which is called as sydenham's chorea then arrhythmia marginatum and subcutaneous nodules over bones or tendons and the minor manifestations include fever arthralgia previous history of rheumatic fever raised esr or c reactive protein leukocytosis and first or second degree av block apart from this there can be supporting evidence of preceding streptococcal infection like recent scarlet fever raised anti streptolysin o and positive throat culture the causative organism for rheumatic heart disease is beta hemolytic streptococci and for the diagnosis of acute rheumatic fever you should have at least one major and two minor criterias next fever clubbing and oslers nodes are characteristic of which disease is it typhoid fever rheumatic fever or infective endocarditis the correct answer is infective endocarditis which organism is most commonly implicated in the causation of subacute bacterial endocarditis it is streptococcus viridens a characteristic heart disease in which troponin t will be increased is myocardial infarction next for the most rapid relief of symptoms of angina pectoris which of the following is administered a oxygen b ibuprofen or c nitrates the correct answer is nitrates it is given sublingually for faster action which node is known as the pacemaker of heart it is the sa node next which is the commonest cause of elevated arterial pressure in children in india it is coarctation of aorta now we did discuss about amoxicillin prophylaxis in patients of endocarditis but what if a patient is allergic to penicillin and he is not able to take oral medicine in that case if you have to do a dental procedure which will be the antibiotic of choice it is clindamycin 600 mg 30 minutes before the dental procedure next i'll tell you a case a 64 year old man is brought with severe central chest pain radiating to the left arm for the last 30 minutes he is profusely sweating and is in agony which of the following disease is he suffering from is it stable angina or acute myocardial infarction the correct answer is patient is suffering from acute myocardial infarction now there is a particular substance which is increased in myocardial infarction which is it it is serum glutamic oxaloacetic transaminase and which is the most specific enzyme for diagnosis of mi it is cpkmb next a patient with history of ankle edema shortness of breath and orthopnea is probably suffering from which disease the answer is cardiac decompensation this cardiac decompression is also called as heart failure which may be of left or right or biventricular heart failure now some important points about cardiopulmonary resuscitation the rescue breathing in adult is 12 times per minute the compressions per minute is 80 to 100 at the ratio of 15 compressions to 2 breaths and the depth of compression should be 1 and a half to 2 inches at the lower half of sternum 
which is the most common type of congenital cyanotic heart disease it is tetralogy of fallot it comprises of ventricular septal defect plus pulmonary stenosis plus overriding of aorta and right ventricular hypertrophy next the qrs complex in ecg denotes is it atrial depolarization or ventricular depolarization the answer is ventricular depolarization after qrs comes the t wave so t wave will indicate it will indicate ventricular repolarization next what kind of pulse will you find in patients with atrial fibrillation the answer is irregularly irregular pulse next peripheral resistance of arteries is measured by is it by systolic pressure or diastolic pressure the correct answer is diastolic pressure another dental implication cardiac pain may be transmitted to the jaw due to overlapping of which nerves so it is due to overlapping of fifth cranial nerve third cervical nerve and first thoracic nerve next question in pregnancy cardiac output increases up to 30 to 40% during which week of pregnancy is it 20th week 22nd week or 28th week the correct answer is 28 weeks of pregnancy or 28 weeks of gestation next question which of the following drug is used to control hypertension emergencies is it a diazoxide b hydralazine c nitroglycerin or d sodium nitroprusside the correct answer is d that is sodium nitroprusside so hypertensive urgency is defined as marked elevation of blood pressure without end organ damage hypertensive emergency is defined as marked elevation of blood pressure with end organ damage and the drugs used for these conditions are diuretics such as furosemide vasodilators such as sodium nitroprusside nitroglycerin phenaldepam nicardepine hydralazine and enalapril and adrenergic inhibitors such as fentolamine esmolol metoprolol and labetalol when we are talking of drugs let me also tell you some drugs for heart failure in acute heart failure diuretics ace inhibitors angiotensin receptor blockers beta blockers nitrates and digoxin can be given and in chronic heart failure vasodilators inotropes and vasoconstrictors can be given another common mcq question can be around the major risk factors for atherosclerosis so the risk factors include cigarette smoking hypertension that is blood pressure more than 140 by 90 low hdl cholesterol diabetes mellitus family history of chd age in men more than 45 years and in women more than 55 years lifestyle risk factors such as obesity physical inactivity and atherogenic diet hematology and endocrinology in an integrated manner from physiology and general medicine so let's get started reading about blood and blood disorders the first and most important is the clotting factors there are total 12 factors factor 1 to 13 factor 6 is absent factor 1 is fibrinogen factor 2 is prothrombin factor 3 is thromboplastin factor 4 is calcium 
factor 5 is labile factor factor 6 is absent factor 7 is stable factor factor 8 is anti hemophilic a factor factor 9 is anti hemophilic b or also called as christmas factor factor 10 is toward power factor 11 is plasma thromboplastin antecedent factor 12 is hagemann factor and factor 13 is fibrino stabilizing factor now which is the clotting factor which is common to both extrinsic and intrinsic pathway it is factor 5 so factors of extrinsic pathway are 3 4 5 7 and 10 and these factors they control the prothrombin time factors of intrinsic pathway are 4 5 8 9 10 11 and 12 and these control the partial prothrombin time or aptt next question which is the anticoagulant of choice used in the blood bank is it heparin solution sodium fluoride acid citrate dextrose solution or calcium oxalate the correct answer is it is acid citrate dextrose solution so oxalates citrates and edta they are used as in vitro anticoagulants in the laboratory and acid citrate dextrose or citrate phosphate dextrose is used to store blood in blood banks apart from this the in vivo anticoagulants are dicomoral and warfarin which are used in clinical practice and heparin is an anticoagulant which is used both in vitro and in vivo next what is the life cycle of rbc it is 120 days what is the most common problem with blood transfusion is it metabolic acidosis hypokalemia or hemolytic reaction the correct answer is hemolytic reaction so hemolysis jaundice cardiac shock and renal shutdown these are the transfusion reactions due to abo incompatibility next question where is erythropoietin produced is it in bone marrow kidney liver or spleen the answer is it is in kidney next which vitamin is necessary for maturation of blood precursor cells is it vitamin a riboflavin cyanocobalamin or thymine the correct answer is cyanocobalamin next what is the hemoglobin percent of a normal newborn is it 8% 12% 10% or 30% the answer is 30% as per given options you can select 30% otherwise at birth the normal hemoglobin is 25 g percent for adult males it is 15 g percent and for adult females it is 14.5 g percent and remember another important mcq is that infants acquire adult hemoglobin level at the end of first year next in case of medical emergencies if urgently blood is need to be given which is the blood group that can be given without red cell group and plasma group matching the answer is o negative so o negative rbc and colloids or crystalloid can be given during emergency transfusion and which is the blood group which is universal blood recipient it is ab positive next acute bacterial pyogenic infection will manifest as which of the following a neutropenia B leukocytosis C leukopenia or D lymphopenia The correct answer is B that is leukocytosis So leukocytosis means increase in leukocytes 
which will occur in case of infections, allergy, common cold, tuberculosis and infectious mononucleosis and leukopenia is decrease in number of leukocytes which will occur in case of anaphylactic shock, cirrhosis, pernicious anemia, typhoid and paratyphoid and viral infections. Next, what is the function which is common to neutrophils, monocytes and macrophages? The answer is phagocytosis. Next, which is the best screening test for hemophilia? Is it BT, PT, PTT or CRT? That is partial thromboplastin time. Next, what is the normal pH of human blood? The answer is it is 7.35 to 7.4. Next, which is the human hemoglobin? Is it HBH, HBA, HBM or HBS? The answer is it is HBA. HBA is adult hemoglobin. HBS is hemoglobin found in sickle cell anemia. Here the alpha chains are normal and beta chains are abnormal. HBC or hemoglobin C is found in hemoglobin C disease. Here the beta chains are abnormal. HBE is found in hemoglobin E disease. Again beta chains are abnormal. HBM is seen in blue baby syndrome or hemoglobin M disease. Here abnormal hemoglobin is present in the form of methemoglobin and HBF is fetal hemoglobin which contains two alpha and two gamma chains not beta. Next what are the primary sites for lymphocyte production? These are bone marrow and thymus. Then tell me a plasma factor present in both serum and plasma. It is factor 7. Next in a primary health center which anticoagulant is used to send the blood sample for blood glucose? The correct answer is potassium oxalate plus sodium fluoride. Let's now deal with endocrinology physiology perspective. The first question, which of the following hormones is released from the posterior pituitary? Is it ACTH, antidiuretic hormone or growth hormone? The correct answer is antidiuretic hormone. So I'll tell you the hormones that are released by anterior pituitary and posterior pituitary. From anterior pituitary, you get growth hormone, thyroid stimulating hormone, adenocorticotropic hormone that is ACTH, follicle stimulating hormone that is FSH, luteinizing hormone LH and prolactin. And from posterior pituitary, you get two hormones that is antidiuretic hormone and oxytocin. Next. Which hormone is released when serum calcium decreases? Is it parathormone, calcitonin or thyroxine? The correct answer is parathormone. Next one, iodine is primarily important in the biochemical synthesis of which hormone? Is it adrenaline, ACTH or thyroxine? The correct answer is thyroxine. Which is why in iodine deficient areas such as high altitudes, you can find goiter is more prevalent. Next question, tell me whether the statement is true or false. Prolactin is a hormone from anterior pituitary which is primarily under inhibitory control of hypothalamus. The answer is this statement is true. Next one, the blood glucose level in diabetes mellitus is decreased by removal of which of the following? A. Parathyroids B. Thyroid C. Anterior pituitary or D. Posterior pituitary the correct answer is C, that is anterior pituitary. 
and posterior pituitary insufficiency leads to diabetes insipidus next question in menopause what are the hormonal relations so in menopause gonadotropins will increase and estrogens decrease next question tetany is characterized by hypotonicity or hypertonicity of muscles the answer is hypertonicity there will be spasms in tetany which is hypertonicity of muscles and what is the effect seen when there is decrease in serum calcium concentration on muscles will there be relaxation or excitability the answer is there will be excitability of the muscle and it also causes hyper irritability of nerves and muscles next which is the hormone that inhibits both resorption and formation of bone is it estrogen vitamin d glucocorticoids or parathormone the correct answer is glucocorticoids now coming to the medicine part of hematology and endocrinology first question in this is to assure surgical hemostasis which is the best blood product that can be administered preoperatively to patients with classic hemophilia is it whole blood fresh frozen plasma or factor 8 concentrate the correct answer is factor 8 concentrate next what is the feature of aplastic anemia it is normocytic normochromic with thrombocytopenia and how will be the red blood cells in beta thalassemia they will be microcytic and hypochromic so microcytic hypochromic is seen in iron deficiency anemia thalassemia and sideroblastic anemia normocytic normochromic is seen in hemolytic aplastic anemia acute blood loss and anemia of chronic disorders and macrocytic normochromic is seen in megaloblastic anemia next question acromegaly occurs before or after the closure of epiphyses of long bones the correct answer is it occurs after the closure of epiphyses of long bones next question renal osteodystrophy differs from nutritional and metabolic rickets due to presence of which of the following a hyperphosphatemia b hypercalcemia c hypophosphatemia or d hypocalcemia the answer is a that is hyperphosphatemia next this one is a very commonly repeated question addison's disease is due to insufficiency of adrenal cortex or adrenal medulla the answer is it is due to chronic insufficiency of adrenal cortex and pheochromocytoma is a neoplasm of adrenal medulla or cortex the answer is adrenal medulla next is the statement true or false iron deficiency anemia is associated with increased total iron binding capacity and decreased ferritin the answer is true the statement is true next one rotten apple smell of breath is associated with which of the following is it a liver insufficiency b kidney insufficiency or c unbalanced insulin dependent diabetes the correct answer is c that is unbalanced insulin dependent diabetes next which hormone links obesity and puberty is it growth hormone or leptin the answer is leptin next question tell me whether this statement is true or false insulin therapy and starvation ketosis can lead to hypokalemia the answer is this statement is false only out of these insulin therapy can lead to hypokalemia
वॉट इज हाइपोकैलेमिया इट मीन्स एबनॉर्मल पोटेशियम लॉस थ्रू द किडनी और जी आई टी इट्स वेरियस कॉजेज कैन बी फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल रीडिस्ट्रीब्यूशन इन टू सेल्स ड्यू टू एल्कोलॉसिस और इंसुलिन एक्सेस सेकेंड इज डिक्रीज पोटेशियम इन टेक एंड थर्ड इज एक्सेसिव पोटेशियम लॉसिस विच कैन अकर ड्यू टू रीनल कॉजेज सच एज हाइपर एल्डोस्टेरोनोजम कुशिंग सिंड्रोम लिडल सिंड्रोम एल्कोलॉसिस एसिडोसिस और विद वेरिएबल पी एच और इट कैन ऑल्सो भी ड्यू टू गैस्ट्रो इंटेस्टनल कॉजेज सच एज एल्कोलॉसिस ड्यू टू वॉमिटिंग और एस्पिरेशन एंड एसिडोसिस ड्यू टू डायरिया एंड लैगजेटिवस नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन विच इज़ द बेस्ट मेथड फॉर मेजरिंग ब्लड ग्लूकोज लेवल इन द लॉन्ग टर्म इज इट बेनेटिक्स टेस्ट ग्लाइकोसाइलेटेड एच पी मेथड और ग्लूकोज टॉलरेंस टेस्ट द करेक्ट आंसर इज ग्लाइकोसाइलेटेड हीमोग्लोबिन मेथड नेक्स्ट दर इज वन टाइप ऑफ अनिमिया इन विच हीमोग्लोबिन इलेक्ट्रोफोरसिस इज यूज एज अ कन्फर्मेटरी टेस्ट विच इज इट इज इट आयरन डेफिशियंसी और सिकल सेल अनिमिया द करेक्ट आंसर इज सिकल सेल अनिमिया नेक्स्ट इम्पॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन इज वॉट इज एच बी वन ए सी मेजरमेंट यूज फॉर द आंसर इज इट इज यूज फॉर मॉनिटरिंग ऑफ डायबिटीज विद दिस लेट्स एंड दिस एपिसोड इन फिजियोलॉजी एंड मेडिसिन वेर वी लर्न द सब्जेक्ट इन एन इंटीग्रेटेड मैनर फॉलो द टेलीग्राम ग्रुप विच इज गिवन इन द लिंक इन द डिस्क्रिप्शन आई सी इन द नेक्स्ट एपिसोड टिल देन हैप्पी लर्निंग नीडेबल्स